Welcome back to Tequila She Wrote, a podcast about cocktails and true crime. I'm Trish, your bartender. And I'm Sloan, your crime tender. And today we're going to be doing the case of Kendra Hatcher. Hatcher. Mm-hmm. She's a murder victim. I don't recall this case at all, so I'm very intrigued in what has happened. Mm-hmm. Sloan was trying to think of a good way to summarize it, but she was Without like, giving it all away. I was like, but yeah, she was like, yeah, I'll just give it away. So, like you, I'm in the dark on this one. So, grab a cocktail and buckle up for the Hot Mess Express. Toot toot. Beep beep. <laughs> Like we said, we're kind of still cleaning out our liquor closet, but we're also kind of getting a few, like, new things added to the mix. So for this week, since Sloan did a French 75, we had some Prosecco that we needed to use. I looked up some recipes, and I found what they call an elderflower gin fizz, which I have the St. Germain, which is an elderflower liqueur, so I said sounds perfect (laughs) I will say if you like sweeter drinks this one's probably not for you but you can definitely sweeten it up depending on what you add to it so to basically get this cocktail going you need your shaker with ice you do an ounce and a half of your gin we have the Empress gin so it's that nice pretty purple color And then you do an ounce of your elderflower liqueur. And then it is a half ounce of lemon juice. And then you're supposed to shake it up, pour it in your glass, and then top it with Prosecco. And in the recipe, it called for like lemons and limes and some mint leaves. We're not going to lie to you here. We're not like mojito, mint leaf people we just don't really see the point of it (laughs) Um, but you're just supposed to top with your Prosecco and then just kind of like add whatever you want and enjoy it when I first tried it to me it was a little too I don't know I don't want to say tart but it was just it didn't have a lot of the sort of sweetness I was hoping to get from the elderflower So I did do like a touch of simple syrup added to mine. And when I say a touch, literally like maybe a quarter of an ounce. Well, not a quarter, but um, not even a full half an ounce. Just like a couple squirts of our simple syrup. And then just kind of mixed it around. And as I'm drinking it, I'm enjoying it a little more. So definitely think for me that was the right call but try it out add whatever you think you might need or just enjoy it as is and let us know what you think and with that being said we'll kick you off to the episode
Kendra Hatcher was a beautiful young woman from Pleasant Plains, Illinois. She was a devout Christian who helped build churches abroad, taught Bible studies, and thanks to her dentistry degree, she also performed free dental work for children in Ecuador. So all around, a pretty amazing, a pretty amazing woman. Kendra Hatcher was born on February 3rd, 1980 in Springfield, Illinois, but like I said, she grew up in nearby Pleasant Plain, Illinois. My best friend from high school was born in Springfield and it's across the river from St. Louis, so they're kind of like twin cities of the area in a way. In high school, Kendra was the captain of the cheerleading squad and the volleyball team, and she was heavily involved in her community and church initiatives. Kendra attended Indiana's DePaul, DePaul, DePaul University, where she studied Spanish with a minor in biochemistry. So smart, really freaking smart. I could never. After graduation, she went on to the University of Kentucky for the College of Dentistry. In 2010, Kendra's marriage to her college boyfriend fell apart, so she moved to Dallas and began working at Smile Zone, which offered high-end dentistry to children from disadvantaged households. She also began dating Dr. Ricardo Ricky Paniwa that same year. Ricky was completing a dermatology residency at the University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center. And after dating for only three months, Kendra and Ricky began talking about marriage. That was a quick jump. They planned a trip to Cancun for Labor Day 2015. Things were going really well for Kendra until September 2nd, 2015. That day, her neighbor, Hashim Syed, was in the parking garage of their luxury apartment building, Gables Park 17, and said, You heard screaming. It was pure fear. And then I heard pop, pop. Hashim then saw a Jeep Jeep Cherokee speeding out of the garage. Once it seemed safe, he got in his car and left. As I was going out of the ramp, I could see her body, Hashim said. He then called 911 and reported the shooting. First responders rushed to the scene but were unable to save the victim, who was subsequently identified as Kendra Hatcher. Bullet shards and a handgun magazine were found on the ground near her body. Her purse was missing, but her cell phone was left behind. Though the murder had the hallmarks of a robbery gone wrong, the manner of the shooting suggested an execution. Former crime scene analyst Abe Santiago told producers of Snap, the entry wound came from the upper part of the head and exited through the chin. Gunshot residue suggested her hands were up and behind her head at the time that she was shot. So it was definitely an execution. Like she was on her knees and she, yeah. Security cameras at Gable Park 17 showed a black Jeep Grand Cherokee arriving at 7.15 prior to the murder. Somewhere around 7.42, the victim pulls into the parking garage. There was no doubt that the individual was waiting for Dr. Hatcher, specifically. As soon as she pulled in, he began making his move. The shooter is seen walking towards Kendra's car, then returning to the Jeep, which leaves the premises. The driver, a woman who was caught on camera, and images of the car and driver were released to the media the following day in hopes of identifying them. Two days later, Jose Luis Ortiz Ortiz, 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 contacted investigators saying it was his car on the security camera footage. He insisted he had nothing to do with it and claimed that the day of the murder, he loaned his Jeep to a friend 
Brenda Delgado. When the murder occurred, he and Brenda were having a dinner together at Chili's restaurant. How convenient. Brenda was brought in for questioning and asked about the murder of Kendra. She responded, I've never seen her. When asked about her whereabouts on the night of the murder, Brenda conveniently produced her dinner receipt from Chili's. <laughs> it's Gerald. <laughs> They're being the worst right now. They're in their kennels like six feet from us. Anyways, Crystal Cortez, a 23-year-old single mother, was brought in for questioning and admitted to driving the getaway car on the night of the murder. She claimed she had been with her son when she was forced to drive to the crime scene by an armed carjacker. Crystal alleged the gunman jumped out of the car and she then heard gunshots. The shooter got back in the car and asked to be driven to another part of Dallas, then ran off. However, surveillance footage showed her son wasn't in the vehicle at the time of the shooting, nor did she try to drive away when the gunman left the car. Okay. So two plus two is not equaling four. When confronted with these inconsistencies, Crystal changed her story. She now claims she willingly drove the gunman, but didn't know he was going to shoot Kendra. She claimed it was only supposed to be a robbery. He was only going to jack her, that's it. I don't know this dude, Crystal told detectives. When asked why she aided in the robbery, she claimed it was Brenda's idea. And when asked why Brenda would arrange the robber, robbery of Kendra, Crystal told them, I think that her, they were going back and forth between the same guy. Detectives learned that Delgado had dated Ricky on and off from 2012 until the beginning of 2015, whenever he started seeing Crystal. They had lived together for a time, and she had even gotten pregnant by him, though she later had an abortion. Through social media postings and by hacking Ricky's email, Brenda cyberstalked both her ex and his new girlfriend. Crystal claimed Brenda offered her $500 to steal Kendra's purse, and on Crystal's phone, detectives found a photo taken on the day after the murder with $500 and bills folded into the shape of a heart. She admitted that Brenda paid her to be the getaway driver so they had enough to arrest her that night for the murder. Once again, friends, this is a reminder to keep good company and that only do the crime for the friends that are worth the time. Unfortunately, they didn't have enough evidence to place Brenda in custody, so the only thing they could charge her with was an unpaid traffic ticket, which they did arrest her on. Crystal said the shooter's name was Lamar and that he drove a blue Chrysler and gave them his number. While the name was probably fake, the number produced a Dallas address which had a blue sh Chrysler parked out front. The car belonged to 31-year-old Christopher Love, and on September 30th, 2015, Christopher was arrested on an outstanding warrant from Memphis, Tennessee. In a, inside his car, authorities found a gun hidden in a side compartment and ballistics tests revealed it was the weapon that was used to shoot Kendra. Christopher told detectives that Delgado had said she was connected to Mexico's infamous drug cartels and she promised to pay him in both drugs and money. Christopher Love was arrested and charged with capital murder. In October 2018, he was found guilty and sentenced to death. Brenda made bail on September 5th, 2015, and then she boarded a bus and fled the country. She was put on the FBI's 10 Most Wanted, and a $100,000 reward was offered for information leading to her arrest. She was called in April 2016 in 
to Rian, Mexico. Mexico stipulated that she wouldn't face the death penalty as a part of their extradition agreement. Crystal pled guilty to murder and agreed to testify against Christopher and Brenda in exchange for a 35-year prison sentence. Probably two weeks after I met Brenda, we started planning this murder. Crystal testified against her. After deliberating for 30 minutes, a jury found Brenda guilty on capital murder on June 17, 2019. Upon her conviction, she was automatically sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And that is the story of Kendra Hatcher, who was murdered by her new boyfriend's jealous ex-girlfriend. For no good reason. For no good reason. It's just crazy that people can't let other people just move on with their lives. Yes. But that is the story of Kendra. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll kick you off to the last call. All right. So today's last call was actually given to me by my friend Emily, who listens to our podcast and she listened to a bunch of different other ones and she was she's been listening to this one lately that's called Sawbones I don't know I guess they cover like a wide variety of things and she's really enjoying it but they talked about this one syndrome and she sent it to me and was like I think this would make a really interesting last call for you guys since you are a uh cocktails and crime <laughs> podcast. I was like, okay, I'll look into it. And then I was like, oh yeah, I've, I've definitely heard of this before, but I always forget about So this is all about what most people know as auto brewery syndrome. Which, what is it? Auto brewery syndrome is also known as gut fermentation syndrome and what um androgenerative i can never say these words (laughs) but basically it's when your body like starts fermenting like the sugars and starches and that and producing like basically the yeast that is in like your beers and stuff that cause drunkenness and so there's only a few cases of this like that have been reported in the last several decades and that's just because it can really be like hard to diagnose but one example of this being like diagnosed was when um, a woman was arrested for drunk driving in New York her blood alcohol level was four times the legal limit she wasn't charged because medical tests showed that auto brewery syndrome raised her blood alcohol levels so some symptoms are you get drunk without drinking any alcohol very drunk after drinking a small amount of alcohol, such as two beers. And symptoms and side effects are similar to when you are slightly drunk or when you have a hangover from drinking too much, such as 
red or flushed skin, dizziness, disorientation, headache, pain, nausea, vomiting, uh, dehydration, dry mouth, burping, fatigue, memory or concentration problems, and mood swings. Um, some like syndromes that can basically like be triggered or like worsen due to auto brewery syndrome or chronic fatigue syndrome, irritable bowel syndrome, depression, and anxiety. Fun. Right? So basically anyone can get this, like adults or children. So whenever you have like children that start like presenting signs of their them being drunk, it's not because they've been dipping into alcohol like most would probably jump to. It could be that they have this rare syndrome. Um, other reasons you may have too much yeast in your body include poor nutrition, antibiotics, inflammatory bowel disease, diabetes, or low immune system. So, like I said, that's probably also why it's a little hard to diagnose because there, it's just there's so much that can be triggered by it and all this so it's it's just it's really weird um there are no specific tests to diagnose auto brewery syndrome um this condition is still newly discovered and more research is needed symptoms alone are typically not enough for diagnosis um they do do like a glucose challenge test where they basically kind of test your sugar levels and stuff and see how quickly they might like raise in that but then that's also kind of what they do for um like diabetes and that uh, if you have auto brewery disease your blood alcohol level may range from 1.0 to 7.0 milligrams per deciliter. If you suspect you have auto brewery syndrome, you might try a, a similar test at home, um, though you shouldn't use it to self-diagnose. They say eat something sugary like a cookie on an empty stomach, and after an hour use an at-home breathalyzer to see if your blood alcohol level has risen and write down any symptoms. As far as treatments go, there's like some antifungal drugs and other medications that can like kind of help balance this out. It's a lot of big words, so we're just gonna skip over that. Sounds good. But as far as like nutritional changes that you can do to like help this, which they all sound miserable, is things such as no sugar, no carbohydrates, and no alcohol. That would be so sad. I would be so upset. They also say if like if you're not gonna cut it out, you just need to avoid sugary foods and simple carbs like corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, white bread and pasta, white rice, white flour, potato chips, crackers, sugary drinks, and fruit juices. 
you just cut out like an entire Those like, are... portion of my daily consumption, okay? These are a few of my favorite things. Yeah, it's just like, it's crazy. Um, they do say that you, as far as things that you should try to eat like plenty of, are com complex carbohydrates that are higher in fiber, such as whole grain bread and pastas, brown rice, fresh or cooked vegetables, fresh frozen and dried fruit, fresh and dried herbs, oats, barley, bran, is that how it says? B-R-A, bran, yeah. <laughs> Lentinols, quinoa, and couscous. But I, like I said, I remember hearing about this and when I kind of looked into it, I was like, it's interesting enough. I will say, I don't believe I have this, but, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, um, kind of, you know, we always say Logan's lightweight in that. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if she has, like, a mild form of this. Maybe. It's possible. I don't, I don't know, though. We're not doctors. Don't self-diagnose. <laughs> but... That is my last call. Like I said, I just thought it was an interesting one. And if you or, you know, someone you know has this, let us know. Because I think it'd just be interesting to see, like, kind of how they found out and kind of what they do to combat it. Or if they do anything. Yeah. But that being said, thanks for hanging out with us today. You can always catch us on our socials. We have Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. They're all Tequila She Wrote across the board. You can also email us at tequilasherote at gmail.com if you have any case suggestions, last calls, cocktail recipes, liquors, beers, wines you want us to try, anything like that. We also have our Patreon set up for as little as $2 a month. You get ad-free episodes. And there's a little bit of merch over there. And then if you sign up for any of our other tiers, they all come with little bonus things. We have a Ruining Paradise episode that Sloan does. I do a Haunted episode. And then we always do, just even for like the little $2 a month contribution, there is a like monthly bonus episode that will only appear over there. And... You can find that. It's also Tequila She Wrote. And easiest way is either by going to our link tree, which is in our different socials, and it'll have a direct link to our Patreon page, or you can go patreon.com backslash tequila she wrote, and it should bring you directly to our page. If for some reason it's not, let us know. We'll try to help you out. And yeah, thanks for riding on the Hot Mess Express. Toot toot. Beep beep. <laughs>